When you meet someone, do you wonder about their story? If you're like me, you're always interested in the lives, hopes, and dreams of people. Stories Connect People podcast will bring you interesting, inspiring, and compelling stories from people just like you and me. Stories that will inspire you. They'll make you laugh. You'll learn. They might even make you cry. But above all, you will feel connected and closer to the people around you. You may see yourself in these stories. You may feel connected because you share similarities in your own journey. There are rich, interesting stories closer than you think, maybe even yours. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People. I am Polly Van Duzer, your host. My guest today, Yvette Endel, is a native from New Orleans and she founded an organization in 2007 focused on helping at-risk, inner-city children receive a better education. After being displaced for many months uh, from Hurricane Katrina, Yvette was looking for a way to make an impact on her community. And wow, has she done just that. She is the founder of the Please Foundation. Please provides mentoring, leadership training, and scholarships to students who might not otherwise be able to get a strong education. She is making an impact on the children as individuals, their families, the community, and ultimately the future by the work she and the Police Foundation is doing. Yvette says education is the key to success, and boy do I agree with her on that. You will hear all the things this organization does to set the students up for success. The ultimate goal is for each student to be accepted into college and achieve their greatest potential. You'll hear from Yvette, a former student, Kyron, who thanks to Please is now in college, and a parent, Tanisha, who shares the impact Please has made on her children and herself personally. The foundation provides all the necessary tools for students to attend and succeed in college preparatory high schools. The ultimate goal is for each student to be accepted into college and again, achieve their greatest potential. Welcome Yvette, Kyron, and Tanisha. Yvette, I am so glad to be here with you today. Thank you for joining a Stories Connect People podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us, Polly. Yeah. So um, we'll do um, an introduction in uh, just a second, but um, I just want to say how excited I am to talk to you. We have a mutual friend that introduced me to you. And so it's so exciting that I had a friend that said, you need to talk to Yvette and uh, talk to her about the organization that she founded, Please Foundation. And so I want to hear all about that from you, but I really appreciate Shelby connecting us. So why don't we start um, by just doing a brief introduction, um, and I'll let you start, Yvette, and then um, we will have um, two other guests on our podcast today, um, a student, a former student from your program, as well as a parent. And so uh, do a quick introduction. Hi, my name is Yvette Endom, and I'm the founder of the Please Foundation, um, native New Orleanian, and I founded the um, organization in 2007. And really the mission of the police foundation is to get all our students into college and we start that by getting them into a college prep school here in new orleans 
and then give them all the tools they need to succeed. All of our students are different. So some students may need tutoring, some computers, books, um, ACT prep, whatever it takes to help them get into college. Well, that is really awesome. Go ahead, Kyron. Uh, my name is Kyron Summers. I am uh, a rising sophomore at Xavier University of Louisiana. Um, I entered the Police Foundation in 2016, and I enjoyed every moment of it from my freshman year all the way into my senior year. Well, I really appreciate you joining the podcast today. Um, Kyren, you're going to have such a great perspective. Having been a student in the program and graduating and going on to college, so I can't wait to hear a little bit about your journey. Uh, Tanisha, how about you? Hey, Polly, thanks for having us. Um, my name is Tanisha Johnson White. I am one of the first pleased parents. Um, so I've been around for a long time. My oldest daughter was the first pleased recipient. Um, so I am I am ecstatic to still be around and still assisting and, and helping and and just being a, a great role model because please instills a lot of good things in you and not just yourself, but your family as well. So I'm glad to still be a part of Please. So your daughter was one of the first recipients? I was legit the first lotto winner because there is, is no other way to describe what happened to my family when Please came into it. So yes, I was. My daughter was the first. Wow, that's incredible. You'll have to tell us a little bit more about that. Well, um, just welcome to all of you. Um, and I'm so glad that you're here today. Yvette, why don't you start by just um, talking a little bit about you, even before uh, Police was founded. Um, talk a little bit about you and your background and what were some of the things that led to your journey here? In high school, my favorite teacher did a social justice class. And she was amazing. And that was really the first inspiration for me to go on with my passion to work with children. And I was a school psychologist for a few years and then took off a few years to raise my children and then really volunteered my whole life, probably since fifth grade, something like that. And I always, always had a passion for working with at-risk inner city students. So after Katrina, I decided I wanted to form my own organization so I didn't have to follow anybody's rules because most organizations' rules are sort of limited. So my background is I have a master's in clinical psychology, all specializing with children. So um, how did PLEASE get its name? That's a great question. Kyron's laughing over here. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> um, we got the name. My dad actually helped me come up with it. And it has both of my kids' initials and then also my last name. But what it stands for, nobody can ever remember. And so two years ago, we decided we would drop what it stands for because even in a board meeting, no one could remember what it stood for. So we spent probably almost a year trying to come up with a better name, and we couldn't. So now it's just please, the Please Foundation. Shelby says you go by please. Is that accurate? Yeah, we do. I like it. Generally, um, the students that are that come into the, the to the program, how are they selected? And um, you know, what are what's some of the background that's done there before the students even uh, get in the program? Kyron or uh, Tanesha might want to talk a little bit about this as well. So our process is very lengthy and. Um, it's interesting. Um, a lot of the applicants come from the schools that they, you know, the different high schools where we have students. Word of mouth, 
through the high schools, and then other people here in the city just know about us. But it's a rigorous application process because we expect a lot from the students and the families. But we have a minimum GPA, minimum test scores, and a lot of programs like to have the kids with the 99 percentile scores. And we like to take the kids that are 50 percentile and above and just really want to go to college. We have an essay process, and also the biggest part for us, once the kids kind of get through all the other items I named, is the interview. And we interview our students and the parent, and it's so hard to put in words what we're looking for, but it just clicks. Like when we meet the student and the right parent, we know that they're going to fit in, and we know that they have the same drive that we do to get them into college. How important is it, um, you said that you interview not only the student, but you also interview the parent. How important is the parent's uh, support, engagement, involvement in the overall success of of the program? Um, All of our parents work. All of our parents um, contribute a portion of the tuition. It's different um, based on income. I would say there are parents or I would say as important as the students because we have to create a partnership. We have a partnership with each school and with the school and the parent. And please, it's just a recipe for success. You all have to be on the same page with the same goal of college. And we just know during the interview, we just know. And we're always right, pretty much. (laughs) So we're pretty good at picking the perfect kid and the perfect family to work together. So you need to develop a lot of trust both ways with both the parent and the student. So the parent is very important. Uh, Kyron, we'll we'll talk. Um, we'll get um, Tanesha to respond to this as as well from the parent standpoint. But talk for a second about from from the student standpoint and think back to when you were interviewing for the program. What what was that like for you? And um, what do you think made it made you stand out to be selected? One of the schools financial aid advisors came to my mother and introduced her to the uh, the police foundation. She said that Kyron would probably fit into the system, wrote an essay. And I believe in the summer of 2015, uh, I got, uh, well, my mother received an email to say, uh, to schedule an interview. Um, now, initially, I don't know if Miss Yvette remembers or not, <laughs> I wasn't initially selected. But, oh, is that right? Yeah, initially I was not selected. But after a week or two, Miss Yvette came back and said, you impressed us so much that we'll, we'll still accept you to the Please Foundation. Now, my case is not the same as everyone else's, but I'm still very thankful and I'm very happy that I was still selected. Um, now, as far as parents go, from the student standpoint, as she stated before, uh, everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to be on the same goal to get your your child and the student uh, into college. Now, throughout during the time, I knew I always wanted to go to college to be in the college uh, system. So, with the help of Missy Yvette and with the help of Santa Augusta High School, every everything just came into place, and I chose well, I chose a, a great school with the help of everyone. Well, what was a little bit about your uh, story? I mean, share as much as you're comfortable sharing. How did this program help you um, get on a better path for maybe an even more successful life? Um, I came into the program uh, at the age of 15. I 
was very shy considering uh, where I went to school at. Um, but going throughout the program, I learned, I, I gained mentors, I gained people to, to network with and got opportunities uh, that some people would dream of. I was I had an internship with LSU Health and Science Center oh, well. in New Orleans, and I uh, studied renal cancer in mice, <laughs> and um, I won second place in the high school division of the contest between uh, high schoolers from all across the nation and college students all across the nation. And Miss Yvette was there with me every step of the way, and her mentors that she that she introduced me to helped me every step of the way as well. Yvette, it sounds like they do have a real personal connection with the students, and and that's amazing. Yeah, we we really say that we're a family, and it really feels like that, and because we really are a family. We say that, and people don't know what we're talking about, but we really do feel like we're a family. Well, Tanesha, um, talk a little bit about uh, from the parents' perspective and um, what was the early experience like for you as your daughter was uh, coming into the program and, um, and what was that evolution like? So the evolution of Tanisha and the Please Foundation. So I currently, my first daughter, Tyrion, she was actually the first recipient. But I have another daughter, she's 16, and she is now enrolled in PLEAS as well. And I, I remember my first meeting with Miss Yvette. We were at St. Louis Cathedral. There was like some lunch tables in the hallway. And we were just kind of really just like talking. And I was talking about goals for the kids and goals for myself. And the one thing about Miss Yvette that stuck was this was a, a woman who I had just met who was just as interested in my child's future as I was. Wow. So people are put into your life strategically for a reason. And and I, I had not the best upbringing, not the worst upbringing, but I did have some trials and tribulations. And I was able to come out of that and know that once I had my kids, that everything that I that I did, I needed to do it for them. And even through my struggles, Miss Yvette was like the person. She had no idea of all of that stuff that had happened, but she just, she wrapped her arms around my family in a way that people don't. And I mean, I, I don't know like if you can see me on camera, but like I have her in my phone as Auntie Yvette because she is, she loves my kids like I love my kids. And this foundation, see, I didn't want to. I mean, it's making me teary hearing you say that. <laughs> this foundation, every parent wants their kids to be successful. And I didn't have the finances to do it. I work three jobs, even still. 2.5 right now but this foundation it is this was the lotto there is no other prize out there for a parent and I don't know like I know I get on Missy Bad nerves but I can't no. help myself because what I feel for her in this foundation and even people that I've encountered like Imani 16 she's already done a day at East Jefferson because she wants to be a pediatrician. So she's lined up resources and mentors. I mean, everything 
everything that my child wants is accomplishable with the support of myself and the please and not even necessarily in that order because we are a family and to have somebody love my children like i love my children it's just monumental honestly it is monumental she is amazing the foundation is amazing all of the donors all of the supporters like there is nothing at this that that please can tell me that I'm not gonna show up for. I'm gonna show up if I wasn't scared of needles, I'd probably have a please tattoo on me somewhere. <laughs> Your show for the love and passion of please tattoo. Head over heels. <laughs> if I wasn't scared of needles, I would have a tattoo with the Please Foundation logo. That is- <laughs> Uh, so t- uh, talk about your first daughter that uh, went through the program. Um, what's her story now? How, how's that going? She's doing well. She's the mother of two. She was in oh. the Army. She just uh, got out of the Army in November. So she's doing well. She, I, I hope she returns home soon, but she it doesn't look like she will. I remember Miss Yvette calling me and telling me, like, I was, she was like, what, well, what are you doing with Tariana? Like, what school she's going to go to? So I was like, well, we stay down the street from West Jeff. So I was like, well, you know, we're probably going to go there. And she was like, oh, no, I was, she called to tell me that my, that Tariana was going to get a scholarship to a private school. Well. Like the lotto. Me, yes. My baby. I can imagine as a parent and wanting better for your children, do you want to set them up for success. You want it all for your kids, you know? And Imani, Imani plays the piano. Imani plays the violin. Imani is a lifeguard. Like she is she is doing things by leaps and bounds because of the exposure through education, the exposure through our mentors, through Please, the exposure through the love and support of all of the parents in, in Please Foundation, because it's not just me. We love on each other and support each other like nobody's business. This is a family. And even speaking with Kyron, I was like, oh, hey, baby, how you doing? You know, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen him, you know, except for on his pictures and graduating and everything. But but I love that kid. And you're proud of him, too. So you have no idea. Like I could start. Why are you making me cry again? These babies. Kyron, you're making her cry for your success. They are amazing and they deserve everything that they're getting. They really deserve it because they're awesome kids and they're working so hard for it. Now you got to stop asking me cry questions. (laughs) Well, let me go to Yvette for a sec. Yvette, I mean, what is your reaction to hearing these stories about you and the impact and I know it's you and a whole community of of parents that that and 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 donors and mentors and all of that that make it possible but you this this was your vision and it's just what is your reaction hearing some of these uh great things being said about you and the impact you're having on lives I um, started getting choked up myself over here and had to check Kyron to see if he was crying. But, um, you know, these families are just as important to me as I am to them. And we go through trials and tribulations, like Tanisha said, together. 
So it, it's like we're all in this together. Like Tanisha said, I do love their kids as much as they do. I, I think I'm pretty much do. So when our kids graduate, I go to all the graduations. I get to sit with the families and it's kind of like we did it together, you know, not just financially, but with all the other support. And uh, last year I had one of the students tell me after, Miss Yvette, you were crying more than my mom was. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was actually my um, school that I went to too. And it was just too much. It's over when it's bad when the parent has to comfort you. Oh. <laughs> and Kyron, although he hasn't said it, was our first salutatorian. Oh, Kyron, I want to hear about that. <laughs> he was not going to tell you, but that was a huge excitement for really, like Tanisha was saying, for everybody that was exciting for us. Uh, I started St. Augustine High School, uh, which is an all-black, all-Catholic uh, high school. I um, I started in the sixth grade in 2012, um, and honestly, my first three years, I never really took school seriously. Oh, he's lying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe I'm exaggerating just a little bit, but school was, uh, I was more focused on the band in school, pretty much, um, but around eighth grade, going into ninth grade, before, right before I met Miss Yvette, pretty much. I started to take school seriously and started getting A's and uh, just starting to get ready for college. My mother, she's she was the first graduate uh, of college. She's a first generational uh, college student in my family. So she basically laid my blueprint saying that if I get a degree, you have to get a degree and your two other sisters got to get a degree. And now that she's working on her master's, she says, you guys have to get a, a higher version of a master. You get your PhDs, all your doctorate. You have to get higher than me. Especially uh, in my ninth grade year, when I met Miss Yvette, she basically was putting me on the path of greatness. And I worked and worked and worked all the way until my senior year. And <laughs> I was as shocked as everyone else uh, on my uh, baccalaureate night when they say we have two salutatorians and they announced my name and my fellow classmate. And um, I That's just felt so awesome. I just felt the breath of relief and was thanking the Lord as much as I can because it, it was a magical and special moment for me. Well, what is on the horizon for you? And do um, you know how how did please help uh, put you on that path? Um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, like I said, I'm a rising sophomore in Xavier University. Uh, I plan on going into medical school and uh, becoming an oncologist. Um, and Miss Yvette also played a role in that as well. Uh, not only did I do the LSU um, Health and Science Center internship in the summer, she also introduced me into one of my biggest role models, Dr. Singleton. She uh, She's a human hematologist at Tulane University Lakeside and uh, I shadowed her for a day and I, I just knew that was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Well you had an important mentor that um, played a key role in helping you. Talk a little bit about that. Um, I believe one of the first questions that Miss Yvette asked me was what do I want to do with my life uh, and Initially, I said I wanted to be an oncologist. Uh, my grandmother passed away from glioblastoma when I was uh, eight years old, and it really, it really made me 
think that in order to how should I say this? In order to let her her uh, passion not go in vain, I want to do something to to help to help all the families who who've been through something similar as I I've went through. And um, Miss Yvette was emotionally uh, <laughs> she was very emotional when I responded with that. But she she made sure and she knew that whatever whatever I wanted to do, she was going to support it one hundred percent. Um, she, um, knew Dr. Singleton, well, both of their sons. Yeah, they swam together. Okay, they swam together. <laughs> I had to. Um, and she brought me up to, uh, Dr. Singleton and she said I wanted to meet him. Um, I got in touch with her and I asked her, can I do a, a shadowing of her in April of my junior year? And I did one day and... That's all it took for me to realize that's all I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I, I, that's been my, my motivation and my goal ever since then. And what a legacy you're leaving for your family. Thank you. So, um, Yvette, um, so I, I often say, and, and I have this in my intro to my podcast, um, and I've said this for many, many years, your past shapes you, but doesn't have to define you. Maybe you can respond to that and uh, Miss, Miss Tanisha as well. That is something I tell the students all the time. And one thing we joke about is that the families and the students get free counseling because I do have a master's in clinical psychology. I used to be a therapist. And that's one thing, especially Kyron could say nearing the end, some of our students have really difficult pasts and they're really trying to break the cycle of uh, poverty, abuse, drug use, some big things some of our kids have. And towards the end of them graduating, we just always talk about don't let your past define you. Like this is your past. Look how successful you're being. And just, I all I tell them all that they have their own story and one day they'll want to share it and mentor another student just like them. So I absolutely believe that. So, um, Tanisha, so I said your past shapes you, but doesn't have to define you. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So I feel like that's a setup question because, you know, I'm a crier by nature. <laughs> I'm not trying to I make you refrain. cry again. I will do my best to refrain. That's um, okay. Really? For a long time, um, a single black mom, I, I answered, um, a situation of domestic violence and it changes you. It changes you in a way that that you don't get to go back to your original form sometimes. And having kids and having a support system such as my my family, please, and my family, it it's molded me into a different person. So I've not been able to forget everything that was, but I push daily. It's a daily struggle. I have a lot of support. You're an inspiration. I'm still standing and it's important that they see me stand. It's important that they see me stand. So it it doesn't define you. It's a part of who you are it makes you stronger well you're an inspiration you're a fighter 
your children are so blessed to have you as their mom and role model and the role model of Yvette. And well, Yvette, it's, it's hard to create a family feeling and support and atmosphere. How does that happen? I'm not really sure how to answer that. I think it's a God thing. I know that all our families have in different situations and like Tanisha said, supporting one another. I think it's a God thing. Uh, there's just too many coincidences. You can't quite call that. You can't. So I, I don't, I guess that's how I answer it. I guess it's divine intervention. Like just listening to you talk, it's not even like you could plant that, you know, and it just, it just has to be so organic. Yeah. And I think that's kind of when I was talking about the parent interviews and Karen was talking as well, there's usually some tears shed in the interviews, <laughs> right, Karen? So I don't know. It's just something that clicks. Uh, you know, like I said, each family has a story, some a lot more severe than others. And that's something I think that brings us together and everybody willing to share that. But they're pretty much, that's one sign in the interview that it's the right fit because there's usually a few of us crying. But part of that is just the connection. How do you get funds for please? And if anyone's interested in you know, knowing how, how to help support the foundation. Talk a little bit about that. Well, that is a great question because quite honestly, we never have enough funds and some, somehow by the grace of God, we make it happen every year, every year, you know, we get it, we, we make it work, but every year I usually don't sleep. It's getting a little better because there's been, you know, several years now that we've had um, success but we, um, we have private donors. We have some corporate donors. We do have grants. And um, we have an annual fundraiser. We participate in Give NOLA Day here in New Orleans. We have a nice following of individual donors since like 2008. Because for us, really, once the donors meet our students and our parents, they're hooked. Because you can just see how great they are. It's one, we get a lot of pressure to get bigger. And we're never going to do that because even Kyron said he's a graduate. Well, they don't really go anywhere, our students. Mm -hmm. Our first college graduate is a board member, and he's also director of volunteer outreach. Oh, and wow. so you don't leave. So we're like, we can't take in too many because we never leave. He's also the first student. Um, he is getting married. It's our first please wedding. We're uh -oh. super excited about that. And we call his fiance the first lady of please. So <laughs> it kind of never ends. And that's part of why it's so hard to define what we do because you just don't leave. Right, well, Kyron? And so Kyron wasn't saying not only is, you know, I expect them to mentor and that kind of evolves. You know, right now he's in college and there's a lot of his own work to do. But our youngest students, they really do look up to the older students. And I can imagine they do. Oh, they do. One of our donors and board members sponsors a college trip for us. And we look at Louisiana schools. One day we'll have a bigger college tour, but right now that's what we do. And it's so fun for our current students to see our graduates and they'll usually join the tour. And it, it's fun to see them. You know, this is going to be me next year, me in a couple of years. I also put a lot of pressure on them to donate. And that's just kind of a joke between us. Once we always have a senior dinner for our graduating seniors, and I say, no pressure, but you need to donate because there's gonna, we're still gonna be. We need more money. We need more donations. It's half joking, but not really. And um, so people can donate on our website is um, www.pleasefoundation.org, 
it's very outdated because our funds are low, but it, you know, the donation page is still there. I think you, I think you need to add the podcast to your webpage. Oh, we're excited (laughs) about that. We talked about that with the board and, you know, we're very excited. We, the new website actually is in the works. We have somebody who's, so maybe, um, you know, in a few weeks, you guys should look at the website, but the donation page is on there now. (laughs) The Give NOLA Day um, just this week, right? And so how did the Please Foundation do? We did great. We um, reached our goal and we have more donors than we have in the past. And Give Nola Day is just a really fun day and a, and a great program here in New Orleans. And it's 24 hours of online giving. And it's a lot of fun. But we've been successful every year. We actually won a prize this year too. Oh, that's um, great. And every little bit helps. But that's always a fun day. We have one scholarship that is an honor of one of our board members son passed away in a boating accident and we pick a student every year um for that scholarship and it's a five-year scholarship so that was our give nola fundraising was for that particular scholarship but i think i did forget to mention at some point our um scholarships our students keep them every year as long as they maintain a 3.0 um grade point average and stay out of trouble and we have a few criteria. And so um, a lot of programs, you get this great scholarship, and it's just for one year. You know, we're proud of that. And that's great for the kids. They know they just need to do well. And we give them the support to do well. If they need tutoring or books or anything extra, we're there to help them with that. But our current seniors, there's five of them that have been with us since kindergarten. So again, you don't get to go anywhere. Like, you know, she's, uh, Tanisha's talking about Jordan and she's already in, you know, when she hits high school. <laughs> so, so we're proud of that too. And you also have, um, you show up on Amazon, um, Amazon, uh, smile, right. And if anyone wants to select the please foundation, um, as their, um, donate, uh, the foundation they want to support with Amazon purchases, they can also find you there. Is that right? Yes. And we would really love more people to pick us on their, um, if you go on Amazon Smile and you choose the Please Foundation portion of the um, anything you purchase goes to us. So, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The other thing I wanted to mention is is you do so much for other people. You were, um, I don't know, was it last year maybe you were um, recognized um, by your sorority with um, an award? Yes. So um, I was recognized as Distinguished Delta. I received a letter. I'm not sure what all that entails yet because COVID-19 hit and trying to um, set up an interview and what's going to happen. But that's we were really in full mode of trying to help our families. But Shelby and I are surely hoping that it'll bring some donations because we need them. And uh, highlighting the great things that you are doing there, too, I'm sure. Um, we haven't talked about this, but my stepdaughter is a Tri-Delta. And so we have oh, another wonderful. another commonality there. <laughs> That's if I, I don't think I knew that. That's great. So I'll just open it up to the three of you. Anything kind of on your heart about the Police Foundation that you want to share with our listeners? There's just so many things. There's so many great things to say about our students and our families. It's, it's hard to even know where to start. But for us, like it's always been a dream for me for one day to have, here's the Police Foundation. All the people working with us are students or parents. And like I said, our first um, college grad coming back and being a board member and 
directing all the volunteer outreach, which I think I forgot to say our students all do volunteer work. We do that together as a group. It's kind of like coming full circle. It's starting to happen already. I love and we're really proud of that. And so one day we'd like to have our own office and we'd like our staff to be all the students, you know, graduates. I think if we were able to afford that, we'd already have a lot of them working for us. Sure. And then we have students already um, becoming mentors. Um, Mark, our first um, graduate, also does leadership trainings and seminars with our students. We have our first nursing graduate, which is exciting. And so I've already talked to her and let her know, no peer pressure, but it's big time mentoring time. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of, it's exciting as the kids start graduating college, just looking at the different degrees that they have, that they can mentor students. And we did forget to mention, we're so excited that Ashner Hospital here in New Orleans, which is probably the biggest hospital. The yeah, biggest. it's definitely the biggest in in the city. Um, we partnered with them again, right before COVID-19, but we're actually setting up a mentoring program with them. So it's not just for like doctors and nurses like Kyron here, not everybody wants to be a doctor or a nurse. So they're going to help us find mentors and internships for all our students. Like if somebody's interested in computers or accounting, so each of our students will have an opportunity to intern or, you know, meet somebody who's in the field that they're in. So we're really excited about that. Tanisha or uh, Kyron? Although I've graduated and uh, the hope is that Miss Yvette will take in my two little sisters. Uh, no pressure there. No, no, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> so um, I'll, I can give back both time and money and I plan to do both when I, when I uh, have the time and the funds. Well, I know that will be very welcomed. Um, I guess there is something important I wanted to say, too, also, is that we're really proud that 100% of our high school graduates from 2014 until now, 2020, were all accepted into college. And that's our goal. So we're really excited that we've achieved that. And we work really hard to achieve that. Kyron can tell you that. We do work hard with each student to get them where they need to be. Sometimes we're kind of pulling them a little hard. But we all, most of the kids really get there. We make sure that they get there. But again, that's where we talk about in the beginning. Even though some of the students struggle, they want to get a college degree as well. So it's partnership with the school who may let us know that the kids are struggling in certain areas. So we can find tutors. And our, I think we have a system that really works, which is another reason why we want to stay small. small. And I say that because we do get a lot of pressure from a lot of people to get bigger. And we're just... We have to stay small to stay a family and be able to continue our success. Well, what you're doing is just fantastic. You are um, an incredible leader and um, just you're impacting not only the students individually, individually, but their families and you're impacting their future and the future of, of the whole community there. And so your work is just magnificent. Well, thank you. And that's another thing we do say is that we're educating future leaders because like I described, we do leadership training and all of our students have to be in clubs or sports. Like they can't just go to school. We need them involved in things. And yeah. And, and to get in into college these days, you, you need um, a lot of the extracurricular activities and leadership and involvement and, and all of that. That's so important uh, 
in the college applications. And so you influencing that for the students, it only helps them to show up on their application uh, far more well-rounded. Not just join the club, but if you start hearing from the beginning that you can be a leader, then you believe that. So some of the students who may never have thought about running for office, we start brainwashing them (laughs) and letting them know that they can. And we see it happen. We have some of our shyest children ended up officers of clubs. And Kyron has also not said that he was the drum major of the famous St. Augustine Marching 100. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. No, I'm not, but that sounds impressive. Please look it up. And um, they perform all over the country. Perform for presidents, the Pope, Super Bowls, Rose Bowls, Macy Day parades. We took a trip to uh, Canada two years ago. Uh, so yeah, we we do we, the band uh, as a whole. It does a lot. We were the first band to integrate Mardi Gras um, during Rex of 1967. But I was the first drum major, and I was the first salutatory. Yes. So we're very proud of Kyron, but Kyron works hard. You know, we forgot to mention the band because it's a commitment. I want you to go look it up, St. Augustine Marching 100, and you'll be shocked. But for Kyron to keep up his grades and lead this band and still become salutatorian is amazing to all of us. We're all so proud of him. They're the most exciting band, the best band during all the parades in Mardi Gras, and people come just to see them, and they're the highlight of each parade. Well, Kyron... Um, I just met you here on the podcast today, and you are just a great young man, and um, I'm going to follow you to see all the great things that um, you continue to do over the years, because I'm sure it's going to be really impressive. Thank you so much. You should definitely stay tuned, because all of the Please Kids, they are trendsetters. They are setting the trend and they are striving for greatness. Well, it has been such a joy to talk with you all today and have you on Stories Connect People podcast. Thank you so much for just being open and transparent and and um, about you know your experience and what it has brought to your life and your family and everything. Um, I can't wait to share this with our listeners. And um, Yvette, I uh, expect that this will be um, great for you to share with your community as well, just to continue to get the word out uh, there there where you are, but even, even uh, beyond that, uh, so that you can get more and more support for your organization. Well, Polly, we really appreciate you having us today. It means a lot. And we're small but mighty here in New Orleans. And Education is the key to success. You know that. And so I thank you for your time and having us on today. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, listen, rate, or share with others. I look forward to being with you next time on Stories Connect People podcast.